Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. I want to welcome all of you that are tuned in to Calvary Live. So blessed to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs. I'm the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. I'm with you on this Tuesday uh, afternoon or evening, wherever you're at in the nation, because we have people that are tuned in to Calvary Live from all over the country, even those overseas but I want to welcome you to today's program. It is uh, the last Tuesday of November. It is Giving Tuesday, and I just want to remind you that you have opportunity to be able to give, to be able to give to the work of the Lord, and the Lord desires for us to do that. And so uh, as we open up the show, we're opening up the phone lines. You just heard the number that you can call to be on the show. This is the show where you get to call in. And you get to ask questions or you get to um, ask for prayer. Maybe you have questions that from your Bible reading or devotion or study that you heard. Maybe perhaps you got questions about Christian living or how do we react to certain things that we see going on around us as Christians. I think it's critical, very important that we have a proper worldview, a biblical worldview of the things that are taking place around us that can cause confusion to so many people. We need to understand that God is not a God of confusion, but he gives us answers in his word. And and we have the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us as we look to him. And as we wait on him, he promises that he will direct us uh, in our lives, in every area of our lives. He gives us answers. So give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Again, we've opened up the phone lines. Got all open lines right now. The hour goes by quickly. Love for you to call. And then also there is another way for you to communicate to me a question or a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897 is for texting only. Make sure that you're safe when you are texting. But as we have time in the show, we will go to the text line. We will take those questions, and we will also take those prayer requests. So let me give you those numbers. Put them in your contact those of you who are regular listeners to, to Calvary Live or you get opportunity to join us, uh, you can just pull it up and you can give us a call at 303-690-3000. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. want to welcome everyone who's listening on this sunny day right now in Colorado, Grace FM, two stations, 101.7 in Pueblo and Fountain in Colorado Springs, uh, and then in northern Colorado from Castle Rock and Parker on up into southern Wyoming, uh, 89.7. Uh, we had snow this morning. I pray that it wasn't too much of a difficulty for you as you were taking kids to school and you going to work. Uh, but things look to be a lot better. The sun is out. It is cold. And praying blessing upon you. Maybe you're coming home from work. Maybe you are uh, finishing some things in the office. Maybe you're getting the kids a snack love for you to give me a call at 303-690-3000. And then also I want to welcome all those who are listening live on Radio by Grace. You two are listening 
on this Tuesday, the 29th of November, and uh, stations all over the country on that radio network. And then those who are listening online, you too are listening live anywhere in the United States where you can call that number at 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Love to be able uh, to just uh, just uh, talk with you and, and uh, converse with you and go to the scriptures. And uh, so um, give me a call at those numbers that I just gave to you. Um, also, those of you who are part of our uh, Calvary Live family, uh, always uh, for a few years now, a Hope FM on the East Coast, Truth FM, uh, you too can give me a call. You're a week delayed. That means that we'll have our conversation. And then you'll listen to the program a week later. Same with Higher Rock Radio in Idaho. So lots of listeners, the Calvary Live audience growing. Got a couple open lines. Give me a call. Let me Give me that number again, 303-690-3000. We're going to go to Ashley in Idaho. Hi. Hi, Ashley. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Yeah. So did they tell you my question already? You, you, you can go ahead and ask it, and then we'll, we'll have our conversation. Oh, okay. So I was just wondering if humans were born with the Spirit. Yeah, we are born with the Spirit. The humans that we have, uh, what... A trichotomy is what usually that uh, theologians call it. We're, you know, the body, flesh and blood. There is the soul, which oftentimes uh, speaks of our emotions, and then there is the spirit that's the real us. And we're born with this spirit, um, and we know that when we die, that our spirit, to be absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. In our spirit, sometimes the scriptures interchange the word spirit with soul. Uh, but our spirit goes to be with the Lord immediately when we take our last breath and when we close our eyes for the last time. And then when it comes to the resurrection, our bodies will join our spirit, our soul, in having new bodies. So we are born with the spirit. Remember back in Genesis that he breathed life into man, and we have a spirit, we have a soul, and we're different than the animals because the animals don't have that spirit that is spoken of. Um, and he made us into the image of God, as you know in Genesis, let us make man in our own image. And he made us in a way that deep down inside there's an innate need to worship. And God made us to have fellowship with him, um, to know him. We are created for his good purposes, and that's what makes us different than the animals. You, you know, our animals, they have emotions, right? If you have a pet, uh, like a dog, uh, a dog is real happy when you go and see them. Uh, they can display those emotions or, you know, they can be sad when they do something bad. Um, and w- we notice that. But an animal doesn't have an innate need to worship. You don't see Fido out in the backyard building an altar you know, worshiping um, to God or anything like that. So we're we're born, body, spirit, and soul, and um, and that spirit is what will go be with the Lord. Unless the rapture of the church happens, then it happens all at once, um, and then we will get new resurrected bodies at the time of the rapture. So uh, hopefully that helps, Ashley. Yeah. So, um, so, so we were born like with it with the image of god so 
where, how does that, how were we born with original sin then? Well, when Adam sinned... If we were born in the likeness of God, then we were born pure and innocent and of no sin, but then... Right. Then where does the original sin come from? Well, you're asking a good question, and you remember back in the garden that the Lord told Adam, and Adam acts as what is called a federal headship. He kind of acts for all of us. And when he was told not to sin, not to eat of that forbidden fruit, that if you do, Adam, you shall surely die. When the Lord created, you know, the heavens and the earth, and man, he said, this is good. Matter of fact, when he created man, he said, this is very good. And Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. There was no sin. Until Adam disobeyed, he sinned against God, and now we live in a fallen creation. And I think that Romans chapter 5 explains it very well, that Paul writes that, therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all have sinned. Because Adam was our federal headship, now we're born with the sin nature. Um, sin has spread to all men. We're in a fallen creation. And that's why Jesus comes along and says, you must be born again. And Romans chapter 5 goes on to say, but the free gift is not like the offense, but the free gift is the grace is by the last Adam or one man, Jesus Christ, and it abounds to many. And as you read chapter 5, Paul's talking about the doctrine of justification in chapter 3, 4, and 5 of Romans, that salvation is the free gift that comes by faith in Jesus Christ. And then as you read chapter 6, 7, and 8, there's the doctrine of just uh, um, sanctification being set apart. And when we're born again, then the Spirit of God comes and lives in us, and Paul writes that, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he's not his. So we must be born but again. We, that's what that's what Jesus said to Nicodemus. Go ahead. But we, but we already have the Spirit since the time we, that we were born. So being born again, the Spirit right. is already there. It's not like it... It's suddenly we have the spirit. We well, we, already have we the have spirit. a we have a spirit, but it's not the spirit of God. And so the Holy but it Spirit is because God, we were born in His image, so that spirit is His spirit. That's the spirit of God. That's the pureness that we have. The soul and the body is well, our flesh, where where right. the sin and the feelings are, and we're born with that spirit of God. We we have we're made of spirit. But we don't. If you're not born again, and a believer, you don't have the spirit of God. That's what the Bible says. That's what I just read so, to you. So then I just we're read not to you. It, of, so then we're not made in his, in His image. If it we're says not now born if it, again, if now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not His. So those who are not believers do not have the spirit of God that dwells in their hearts. There still have we still are made up of spirit, body, and soul, but it's not the spirit of God. So you don't want to get those two confused. Okay. Oh, okay. So we're not made of the spirit of God. No, we're made. The spirit is in us, and it's it's hard to grasp that. There, you know, there's the spirit. I almost think like the spirit is the real us. Because here's the thing: when somebody who is not a believer, when they die, their spirit goes down to Hades. And that's where they so like go. A and baby eventually, who wasn't so like a baby or people who've 
never heard of Jesus. They don't have, they, because like you said, yeah. we're born with the, we know God, we're born when we, we know right. God when we're born, we have an, a nature to worship yeah. Him. So even if they don't know Jesus, or, you know, they didn't grow um, mature yeah, enough I think, to understand being born again, they still go yeah. to heaven, because they are he, born of the Spirit okay. and of God. Well, here's the thing that we do know. Jesus is very clear. The scriptures are very clear that if you don't have the spirit of God, you're not his. But you're talking about a little baby. That's a whole different subject. We can look at scripture and we can see that a baby that dies, even as David's son died after his birth, that went to heaven because David said, I will go to him. Um, He won't come to me. Uh, you're talking about somebody who perhaps lives in another part of the world that has never heard the gospel before. What about that? Well, God is perfectly just. And so there's all these issues that you're touching on that begin to become muddled up. But I do know this, that the Bible says that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me, and that we are to be born again, Jesus said, if you want to see the kingdom of God. So keep looking at those scriptures, and um, and I think that uh, you'll start to see, and it starts to make a little bit more sense. And you're asking, you know, a lot of difficult questions, some tough questions, but the Bible has the answers for them. You can read Romans chapter 1, that creation testifies of God, that no one's without excuse. and um, But God is a just God, and he is perfectly just and righteous, but we must be born again. So appreciate it, Ashley. Appreciate your question. We're yeah, gonna. I, con- just, I will just continue to worship how Abraham it, worshipped before he knew about Jesus. But I also follow Jesus, and I love his teaching. Yeah, but here here's the thing about Abraham that Paul. You can read read the book of Galatians, Ashley. Read the book of Galatians, and Paul talks about justification. And he talks about how Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And Abraham, he was given a promise that through your seed, Abraham, singular, all the nations will be blessed. And speaking about the coming of Messiah. And Abraham looked forward to Messiah coming. So read those chapters in Galatians, do a good study of it. Um, But Paul makes it very clear that we are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. That's what brings salvation. And I think that as you do read the Bible honestly and as you look at it carefully, that you're going to see that salvation comes by him alone, by the work of the cross, and he gives us a living hope through his resurrection. No other religious leader did that. Um, what makes Christianity unique is that there's an empty tomb in Jerusalem. And so you can you know, ask those questions, look at it, see what the Bible says, and I think you'll come to the conclusion that Jesus said you must be born again uh, by the Spirit of God coming into us as we come to faith in Jesus Christ. So appreciate it, Ashley. Thank you. All right, we're, we're going to continue on. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. I think we have um, all open lines. Um, we had uh, somebody that called from Baltimore um, that is once prayer for um, her husband that needs a breakthrough. So, Father, we just pray for this one who needs a breakthrough, um, this one that you know exactly who it is who called us but couldn't stay on the phone, 
And I just pray that you would just, um, just, just help them with whatever is going on. And Lord, um, just minister to them. Um, Lord, draw them to you, work in their lives in a way that, um, that they're desiring and asking and according to your will. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. Hey, I believe we got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Love for you to be able to text in a question and a prayer request. As I mentioned at the top of the show, um, this is Giving Tuesday. Perhaps you've seen it on the news. You've seen it on social media. And I just want to encourage you um, that uh, to support um, those ministries that are on your heart and uh, Christian Radio. And those of you who are listening to Grace FM along the front range here in, in uh, Colorado and up in the southern Wyoming, uh, this is such a blessing, this radio station. And uh, really prayerfully consider about supporting Grace FM, where there is teaching 24-7, music, um, the teaching of God's Word, great Bible teaching, uh, such a tremendous blessing, and so many are benefited from it. Uh, but it's a ministry that comes out at Calvary Church in Aurora. It's not a big organization. It's church-run. And uh, and I um, would encourage you prayerfully uh, consider supporting them. Those of you who are listening on Calvary Live, maybe perhaps you're listening on Truth FM or on Hope FM or Radio by Grace or Higher Rock Radio. Support those radio stations that you listen to. And I believe that Christian radio is so important uh, with good, solid Bible teaching, verse-by-verse teaching, um, you know, uh, this program, Calvary Live, where so many are blessed in so many ways. So I'd love for you to be able to consider that on Giving Tuesday or whatever the Lord puts on your heart. And I was thinking about um, how Paul the, the Apostle, when he was writing to the Philippian church, and again, we got all open lines right now, so give me a call. Love to hear from you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. But when Paul was writing to the church of Philippi, he had a very special relationship with them. And in that relationship he had with them, he's thanking them for their support. Um, they It was the first church that Paul established on his second missionary journey. It was uh, a church that uh, uh, was the first church established on the continent of Europe. And so he's writing to them while he's in prison, while he's in Rome. It's one of the prison epistles. And as he writes to them, he's thanking them for their support, as well as addressing some other issues. But towards the end of the epistle, he writes that, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. And as he's thanking them for their support and uh, just supporting for his necessity and for him to be able to to minister, um, he says that I seek the fruit that abounds to your account, and that's an interesting phrase. And there's different theologians and commentators that that comment um, a little bit differently on this, but it seems to indicate to me that as we invest in the kingdom of God, um, as ministries go forward, and like Grace FM, there's bills to pay. Those behind the scene, I'm so grateful for them. All the work that is done, your church as the gospel goes forth. That as the fruit abounds, you know, as people are growing, people are getting saved, people are coming to know Christ, that as you give financially, there's like an account that you have. And I think it's so important for us to remember that. 
as we invest in the kingdom of God, store up your treasures in heaven is what Jesus said, just not here on earth. Because as you invest in the kingdom of God, the fruit that does abound, the rewards are going to be, uh, I, I always say the investment is uh, out of this world. And once in a while, somebody will call and say, you know, is it okay for me to to spend money on this or to gamble or whatever? You know, I, I, and I'll, I'll answer them according to the scriptures and, and what it is that we do with our finances. But we are called to be good stewards of it and that we are called to invest in the kingdom of God, all of us. And as we do, we're storing up our treasures in heaven. And so consider on this this Giving Tuesday to support a ministry that I believe very strongly in, and that is Grace FM Radio. And as you're listening to your local radio station uh, here on Calvary Live, support that radio station because Truth FM um, and Hope FM and Radio by Grace, Higher Rock Radio, those are all church-run uh, radio stations, and uh, it's just amazing how God is using Christian radio to reach many people. we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and then text line 720-336-0897. We're going to go to South Carolina. John? John? Hello. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Thanks for calling. I was telling the, person, the other on the other line a little bit about my story. Uh, I was saved when I was uh, approximately 12 years old. There was a bus that used to come around, Open Bible Baptist in New Jersey, and there was a guy named George who used to drive the bus, and he'd give out lollipops to the kids who wanted to come to church. And mm-hmm. I went to church. I really didn't know much about it, and I you know, started going on Sundays, and, and then finally someone asked me, he said, have you, have you been saved? And I was like, no, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. But we had been covering a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, he just said, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He died on the cross for your sins. And if you do that, uh, you know, and, and you believe that he's the Son of God and he gave and he died for your sins so you can go to heaven, then then, then the name's going to be written in the Book of Life and you're going to go to heaven. So mm-hmm. I, I, I felt the Holy Spirit come into me when, when, when I did it with the, with, the, with the church people that were at the Baptist church. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, but my life has not been uh, free of sin, and I mean, sin is a struggle. And I just the question I have is: is the gift of salvation a perpetual gift, or is it, uh, is it, some, or do you have to go forward after being saved and not sin anymore? Because it's not like it's not like I purposely sin, but it it happens, and yeah. and uh, it's a struggle. You know, I mean. I mean, I struggled yeah, with my dad when my dad passed. I, I, yeah. I, I, I was, it was, it was really the Holy Spirit left me for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But now I feel like I have it back, you know. But is it a perpetual well, gift? That's my question. Yeah, and I think you're asking very good questions because people struggle with that, and what they do is they base their salvation on performance rather than on faith. And you know, there's, it's very important for us to understand that. Uh, I was reading earlier in the program from Romans chapter 5, and in Romans chapter 5, it speaks about how justification, that's a legal term, um, of being saved. And uh, he's given that doctrine. He wants the the believers to really understand that it's a gift, um, that we are justified freely by um, the redemption that is through Christ Jesus, he says, um, apart from the deeds of the law, 
in chapter 3, but in, in chapter 5, he uses that word gift over and over again, the free gift uh, that comes to Jesus Christ, uh, one man. He goes on, but the free gift which comes to many offenses um, resulted in justification. He uses that word uh, a gift like five or six times in the chapter. But salvation is a gift. And you asked an important question, is it a perpetual gift? When you give a gift to somebody, do you give it to them and then go back a month later and say, can you give it back? No. No, we, we don't do that. So salvation is a gift, and I think where people get really confused is between justification and then sanctification. You gave your heart to Jesus Christ. You knew that you were changed, the, you, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your heart. And I believe in the security of the believer, that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit um, for the day of redemption, Ephesians sealed by the Holy Spirit, Second Corinthians, uh, twice it says there. But then there's the process of sanctification, and that's the process where we can struggle. We, we, we can sin, but um, if we sin, he's faithful. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. That's in First John. And we do. We we struggle in in this flesh. We struggle in this life, and so justification uh, is a free gift. Sanctification is a process that we have. And what I'm hearing from you is that you know you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, but there's been struggles. There's even been periods of time where you know you just kind of, for whatever reason because you're grieving over the loss of your dad or whatever, um, that, you know, that fellowship had been broken with the Lord. And that's the thing about sin. I actually blamed the Lord for taking my father. Yeah. My father died suddenly. And And you're not the only one that goes— Just left. I mean, I can understand the Holy Spirit is very shy. Like the Holy Spirit out of me so fast when I did that. I couldn't get it back for like 10 years, and now I feel yeah. like I have it back. Well, but, well, here's the thing that I want you to understand, that we can grieve the Holy Spirit, and I think that's what you're doing. And, you know, we can think of like in Ezekiel where the Shekinah glory of God left the temple and went over and then didn't come back. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. The Lord never left you, okay? Maybe you broke that fellowship, and that's usually what happens. It's kind of like if I talk to my mom on the phone um, and she hangs up the phone, the fellowship isn't there, but we still have relationship. And you still had relationship with, with the Lord, but what you did is you began to grieve the Holy Spirit. And it isn't like, you know, I've got to earn the Holy Spirit back. Whenever we want to come back to the Lord, and I don't know all what you went through for those 10 years, and, and uh, but as soon as you say, Lord, I want to come home, he's there. He's there desiring for you to come close to receive you, and that's the thing to remember, is that the Lord desires the word. for you. It took the word because I was traveling. I was driving 18-wheeler, and I was up in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I uh, met a, a man who was trying to become a Catholic priest. And I told him the story about what happened, you know. 
and um, just through speaking the word. I mean, back and forth, yeah. you know. You know, it's quite different. You know, I've read the book of Revelations many times. I've read the book of John mostly because it's my name, I guess. But because um, I really yeah, the Holy the Spirit was convicting you is what was happening, yeah. John. And I'm kind of interrupting a little bit because we're getting ready to go to break. But okay. I want you to know this: that the Lord, He doesn't break a bruised reed. He doesn't quench a smoking flax. And He knows, but we're but us. But any time, as soon as you call out to Him, He is there. And he promises he'll never leave you or forsake you. So you keep listening to Christian Radio. Call us. Thank you, sir. And, uh, and we're going to be praying for you. God bless you, John. Hey, we Thank got... You. God bless cu- you. Oh, you bet. Open line, 303-690-3000. We're going to break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you on this Tuesday, uh, Giving Tuesday. So again, support your Christian radio station that you're listening to, Grace FM listeners, what a gift it is to have this radio station 24-7 teaching of the Word and music, and uh, what a tremendous blessing. And so glad you've joined us on Calvary Live. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you at this hour, and we got time in the show for you to give us a call. You just heard those numbers where you can be on the air. It's 303-690-3000, and then the text line is 720 0897. We got an open line. Love for you to grab it. Got plenty of time in the show and um, to be blessed, to ask your questions, to give your prayer request, uh, to talk about the things that are important to you and the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to go to Brittany in Maryland. Brittany? Yes. Hi, you're on Calvary Live. Hi. Hi, go Hi. ahead. I was calling in with a prayer request and a question. Okay. Do you want to start with your question? Yes. Um, So I was married for 12 years to my husband, and Mm -hmm. uh, I committed adultery against him. Very embarrassing and very hard to talk about, but I did. And it ended our marriage, and... I've, my marriage is over, so if I remarry, I feel like it'll be a sin and not accepted by God because we are not supposed to remarry if our husband is still alive. Mm-hmm. Or but, So Scripture it, is completely against it, so I just I don't know what to do. Well, first of all, you know, unfortunately, the marriage did end because of adultery. And I think that you're referring to me what you've read in Scripture where Jesus says that um, if you divorce your spouse for any reason except for sexual immorality, then you committed adultery if you remarry. And that's what the Bible says. I mean, you you can remarry. Technically, um, you, you know, but the, here's the thing, that it is sin that ended the marriage, and then 
Jesus says um, that if you remarry, you commit adultery. And that's what I think that you're referring to. Now, I think the important thing for you, because Brittany, I don't want to leave you without any hope, you know, totally discouraged, feeling, you know, I can sense the, just the remorse and feeling the, um, just the grieving um, that you're feeling because it in it, the, the marriage, you know, you said it's hard to talk about. I want you to first know that there is forgiveness for your sin. You're going, you're experiencing the consequences of it, but there is forgiveness that adultery is not an unforgivable sin. And, um, and there is the consequences that come with it. But I think that right now what's, you know, really important for you is to really seek the Lord and for you to get strong in the Lord and to be growing in the Lord and be seeking Him. And um, because of what you've gone through, to be able to get the support from other Christian women that are around you, from going to a church where you can grow in. But I think mm-hmm. the priority for you right now is to move forward in the things of the Lord and in His forgiveness. Because what can happen is, is you can begin to just focus so much on your failure and sin. And yes, yeah. it's hard and difficult, but you can't move forward. And and um, the marriage has been ended. You're in a place of prayer. You're in a place of, of Lord, I need you, and um, and I need to move forward in your forgiveness and grace. And that's what he desires for you to do. So that's where your focus needs to be, not on, I, I don't think right now, remarriage or anything like that. Um, if the time ever came um, in the days mm-hmm. ahead, in the weeks, in the years ahead, for something like that, get good biblical counseling. Um, you know, talk to your pastor about those things. Um, but you're experiencing the consequences of sin that ended a marriage, and uh, yeah. you're brokenhearted over it. And um, and what can really overwhelm us is just the guilt and the shame that comes with it. Yes, it is. So the question is, how do you get over it, right? Yes. And, and the thing is, you move forward in his grace and in his love. You know, it's almost like a grieving. The Bible says that the definition of marriage is when a man leaves his father and mother and cleaves to his wife, and the two become one flesh. There's a oneness that is there. We don't fully understand it, but the Bible declares it. And when there is the breaking of that marriage, there's a tearing apart of that oneness um, that is very painful and painful to your husband. What has happened yeah. to him or your okay. and but there is that forgiveness, and it, it takes humbling yourself before the Lord, knowing that there's forgiveness, and moving forward in those things. And and Paul would say that. Uh, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal of the prize, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And it wasn't that Paul was saying, because he was talking about the time that he persecuted Christians um, in the Philippians, a time where he had confidence when he was a Pharisee, a Pharisee, that time he came against the church. But he says, I'm not going to let the past hinder me from moving forward in the things of the Lord. So it isn't that you just, oh, well, just forget about it. Uh, of course not. Um, but there's grieving uh, that is taking place right now with you. 
there's a tearing apart of one flesh, but there's a moving forward in things of the Lord. And and there is to pray that the Lord will help you. And in this situation, and even I don't know what your situation is, we can't cover it all on the radio program, but even if there's a chance for reconciliation, that you be on your knees and you be praying uh, for God's help and mercy and for his grace for you to be able to move forward in that. So, Father, I pray, I just pray for Brittany. She's, you know, desiring to move forward, and she's experiencing the consequences of a broken marriage um, because sin involved. But she would know that there is forgiveness, and, Lord, that um, that there is um, the ability to move forward in your forgiveness and grace. Just help her. Help her get the support she needs from a Christian family, and Lord, to um, put aside um, anything in her life right now um, that is hindering her from drawing close to you, and Lord, that even if there's a possibility for this marriage to be, uh, to reconcile or to come together, I don't know if there is, but you do, that you would work, and just be with Brittany, and just help her in the days and weeks ahead uh, to move forward in wisdom and forgiveness and uh, close to you. Um, and Lord, I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Be, be praying, Brittany. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's see where we're at. Let's go to Gary in Tennessee. Gary? Gary? Gary, are you there? Okay, don't have Gary. He had a question about um, belief about homosexuality, but we'll continue on. And so 303-690-3000, it just means we have another open line, two open lines. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Chrissy in Longmont. Hi. Hi, Chrissy. You're on Calvary Live. I'm good. How are you? you. Oh, I'm I'm good. Thank you. you. You bet. What do you got for me? I, um, I was, uh, it's, it, oh, how do I explain it now? The, the gentleman just explained it to me. It's, it's coming back around after backsliding. What is mm-hmm. that? Um, well, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. you know, we, we use that term backsliding and it's a broad term. You, you know, I backslid today. I backslid for a season, you know, I backslid and went out in the world and started partying and all this. I, I think for me, as I look at Luke's gospel of the prodigal son who mm-hmm. took the inheritance and he went out and spent it all. And then he came back, he came to a census and came back to the father. Um, you know, here's the thing, Chrissy, um, backsliding, the Lord doesn't want us to backslide. But mm-hmm. when there is a desire to repent and come back to the Lord, the Father is waiting, and the Father desires for us to come home, and that invitation is always there to come home. Um, and he desires for us to stay close to him. Uh, he desires for us to walk in his ways and his holiness. But that parable of the prodigal son shows us that we can come home. And the thing that really touches me about that par- parable, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but a lot yeah. of the listeners are, is that remember that the father went to the edge of the road and he saw his son coming home? Mm, and I, yes. And I, and I think about 
you know, why did the father know on that day to go to the edge of the road to look for his son? And I think the answer may be that he went every day to the edge of the road to look for his son to come home. And the father is looking for the one who backslides to come home every day. He's he's well, looking for them to come home, and I, and the and thing is, I do feel that. I do mm-hmm. feel that. Um, it yeah. is very much different. I, I was gone, if you will, backslid for a year and a half after I had my last multiple sclerosis relapse, and uh-huh. that was a year and a half ago. And for the past year and a half, I've been very mad at God, and yeah. um, very Christian, but very mad for a year and a half. So much so it was pressing and, and very um, empty, you know what I mean? But I also felt ashamed in that year and a half yeah. of admitting to God, I threw you away. I pushed mm-hmm. you away because I was mad at you, and I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? And now, coming back from that, I've actually come back so full of the Holy Spirit, yeah. more so than I did before I back. But does that make any sense? Yeah, it does make sense because I had a caller earlier that talked about being away from the Lord. They got saved for 10 years um, that they are away from the Lord. And, um, they, you know, it's backsliding um, and wondering, you know, if the Holy Spirit left them and, mm-hmm. you know, all these questions that we have. But he was angry at God, too, because— mm-hmm. Uh, his father died suddenly. And mm. what can happen is with people, and I've seen it happen over the years of ministry, is a tragedy or difficulty or challenge comes and they get angry at God. And and God knows our our feelings. He knows when we feel the anger. You know, David got angry at the Lord when mm. he was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back and Uzzah reached out. They were bringing it back on a cart. He's bringing it back to to the city of David to... Um, you know, because it had been set aside uh, during the years of, of Saul. He He's mm-hmm. dancing before the Lord. It's this, you know, celebration, music playing. Uzzah touches the, the Ark of the Covenant because it was on a cart, and the ox stumbled, and the Ark of the Covenant began to, to tip, and Uzzah touched it, and he, he was struck dead. And David you know he it says that he he was angry he he was confused mm-hmm. and i think the anger comes because when something happens in our lives you know a death a tragedy health problems um and we're hit with it we get confused and then all of a sudden the anger begins to come in and and god knows we're angry and it's a time when that happens because emotions are real is that rather than pull away from the lord that we need to draw close to the Lord. And mm-hmm. and that's a real key. And, it, you know, you've done that now. And the Lord wants to minister to you in the trials and the difficulties. And, you know, we all go through, because we live in a fallen world, where we go through tragedies and we go through, you know, we ex- uh-huh. experience death of a, of a loved one or, you know, um, a sudden tragedy of things, uh, health problems. It's mm-hmm. like, why, Lord? And I always tell people, when you're confronted with people, things that you don't understand, fall back on the things you do understand. Well, I, I tried. I tried. And in that mm-hmm. year and a half, I've said to God, where were you? 
you left me. You left mm-hmm. me hanging. I loved you. And you turned mm-hmm. away. Yeah. And But you know what the reality is? That the promise of Scripture says that he will never leave you or forsake you. I know. I know. And I struggled with that. Yeah. But now and Christy, I've come back full circle, so fulfilled. Yeah. My heart is full with the Holy Spirit. I almost feel like celebrating. You know, like yeah. the, the prodigal son and throwing a, a celebration. Yeah. And Yeah, because... And that's part of the Lord never left you. He didn't just give up on you and say, well, forget you if you're mad at me. You know, that's yeah. that's the way we think of it in human terms. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's important that, that we, you know, in those times where our faith is being tested, that we can read the Word of God and say, you know, you promise in your Word you'll never leave me or forsake me. I don't understand what's going on. I, I feel like you've left me. I feel all alone. But I've mm-hmm. got to stand on what your word declares to me. And that's, you know, what the Lord is desiring for you to do is to take the promises that he gives to you. His love mm-hmm. remains. He never left you. He never oh, God, left I'm, you. I'm sorry. It's going to make me cry. Yeah. He I never left you. And the thing is, is that you are close to him now. Stay close to him. Get grounded in the word. And mm-hmm. he loves you. He loves you, and he's going to work in your life, and he Amen. desires for you to grow in his, your love for him and in the grace and the, and the compassion of Jesus Christ, but mm. he'll never leave you or forsake you. If there's one thing I don't want you to forget on this conversation, it's that. I won't. I won't forget it. And the next time, and there will be a next time, unfortunately, yeah. that I have a multiple sclerosis relapse, I'm going to approach it differently. And I'm going to walk into it as bad as it's going to be. Yeah. Hand I'm in so hand with Jesus. I've got to yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry you're going through that and through the pain. And we can't understand fully what you're going through, but the Lord does. And, he does. you know, he, he's a man of sorrows, Isaiah says, and acquainted with grief. And I was looking at a verse before the show, and maybe it was um, for you, um, oh. knowing that you would call. But in Isaiah chapter 41, this is five minutes before the show went on. I was looking at this, that the Lord says, Fear not, for I am with you, and do not be dismayed, for I am your God, and I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And for I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, and I will help you. And that's a promise. read that right along with you. That's yeah. my favorite favorite most beloved verse in the Bible. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, and so he's he's just reiterating that to you. He's not oh. going to leave you. He's your help. You don't need to be afraid. And he loves you. And his love remains. All right? Amen. Thank you. Can I pray for you, Chrissy? Yes, please. Lord, I just pray for Chrissy. As we thank you for your forgiveness. You don't give up on us. And Lord, we go through um, emotions that are very raw and real and strong. And I just pray for Chrissy that she would just remain close to you. You've shown her through your grace um, so many things. And Lord, that she would continue to perceive your presence. She would stand on your promises that you'll never leave her or forsake her. That she, she knows that you are her help, even in her weakness. That even as Paul talked about a thorn in the flesh, that 
you said to him, my grace is sufficient, that she would grow in your grace, grow in your love, that you would help her, and Lord, just strengthen her. I I pray for her physically, that Lord, that you would just bring help to her. Lord, just minister to her body, strengthen her. Lord, uh, we can ask, because you invite us to ask. But Lord, more than anything, I pray you strengthen her heart. And Lord, keep her close to yourself. And we thank you that you're a God of compassion and that you hold us in your arms and we're in your hand and no one will pluck us out. And Lord, that the promises are true for us in every way that you give to us of your presence and Lord of your help. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm, Amen. Um, Can I just say something really quick? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a real quick thing. For for everybody who's listening, when I was diagnosed with MS, um, I just want to say anybody who has a challenge, any kind of challenge, when I was diagnosed that day, I looked at my neurologist and I said, this isn't a death sentence. This is a story of hope for other people. So it's my time to bring that hope to other people. Um, but when I did backslide, I didn't know how that, what that hope story of hope was going to look like. But I'm coming back. You know, I'm yeah, coming stop, back, stop. and I wanted to say, you know, that's, that's anybody who's struggling. Their story is a story of hope. I guess you know. Yeah, stay close to him. There is always I hope will. in Christ. And Christy, here's the thing that I think I've heard more um, people say that they've lost hope uh, over the last couple of years, just kind of lost hope. And we talk to people, particularly those who don't know the Lord, but even those who are Christians, they feel like, you know, I've lost hope. And um, But we always have hope in whatever it is that we go through. So mm-hmm. p- appreciate mm-hmm. your you calling, Chrissy. We'll be praying, thank okay? You. If you need okay, prayer, you call you. me. Okay, okay. Thank all right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Got all open lines right now, so we got a few minutes left in the show. And, um, you know, real stuff that we're talking about here on Calvary Live, backsliding today, um, you know, just difficult, difficult things that we go through in life. But I want to remind you, you know, it reminds us as we're in the Christmas season, um, and we know the Christmas story, but the Christmas story is such a magnificent story because people— that they were losing hope at that time. They were looking for the Messiah to come. Uh, we know that uh, Herod the Great was ruling over Judea, and he was brutal. He he was ruthless. And um, he, he, when, of course, in Matthew's Gospel, when it talks about how um, the Magi came from the East, um, that uh, when they said, hey, we're looking for the new king of Israel, that Herod got very paranoid about it, and he, he's, you know, uh, got paranoid, and it said that when he was troubled, that all of Jerusalem was troubled, because they knew he was going to do something drastic and terrible, which he ended up doing, making that decree to have the male children two years and under put to death in Bethlehem. You know, Caesar Augustus was ruling um, over the you know empire and the Romans were occupying them. The religious leaders were a burden on the people, and, and it was real darkness, real darkness at that time. And they had been waited for the promise of Messiah. And for four hundred years, we we talked a little bit about this yesterday. There was the silent year where there wasn't a prophet in the land, and I'm sure the people thought, Lord, where are you? Where are you? But the Lord didn't leave them. And listen, he doesn't leave you either. And all of a sudden, 
in a little village there in Bethlehem, the house of bread, that there was the Messiah that was born. And the angel said to those shepherds that were out there watching over their flock, that you don't have to be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And we have hope now, and we have a living hope, because Jesus would later on go to a cross, die for our sins, and he was put into a tomb, and he rose again after three days. And listen, those of you who are in Christ, he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you. And there is hope, and the light of God lives in your heart for you to shine to others in the darkness around you. Hey, we got a few minutes left. Let's go to Aiden in Denver. Hey, Aiden. Hello. You're Hi, on Calvary Live. A, oh, thank you. Um, I just have a prayer request for uh, the homeless population in Denver. I um, I meet them daily, and uh, it's just really hard to see, you know, them being addicted to this stuff, and not everyone has yeah. a place to go, um, especially yeah. when it's cold outside. Yeah, and it's cold tonight, right? Oh, yeah. So particularly challenging for those who who are homeless. And, Lord, I thank you for Aiden, who has a heart for the homeless. And, Lord, just sees it um, and sees them. They, they are individuals that you care about and, Lord, that you love. And so, Lord, we just pray for them practically um, during this time when it's very, very cold and it's going to be down around zero, that they would have the the shelters that they need. Uh, you would help them. So many of them need help in different ways. Uh, perhaps they're addicted to drugs or uh, whatever it is. But Lord, we know that um, that there are those who care for them. Just be with Aiden and others that uh, are there and are able to help. We just pray, Lord, most of all, that you would um, just bring people into their lives to share with them that you love them and that you care for them. So, Lord, we just pray during this months of winter for the homeless, so many, it seems like, uh, bring so many challenges and difficulties uh, for them and for a, a community. But, Lord, uh, we are to remember those who are homeless and those who are orphans and those who are widowed, and you have a special place in your heart for them. So we just lift them up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Hey, you bet. Uh, yeah. God bless you. You You bet. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show. And, um, so, uh, just, just, um, thankful for everybody who has called. Um, and so grateful for those of us who are able to listen to Calvary live on grace FM and other radio stations. Again, with this being giving Tuesday, um, I know I, um, reminding you of it, uh, but, you know, this is a time to really invest in the gospel and in the kingdom of God. And um, because it is dark times uh, in our culture, in our communities, uh, in our state, in our nation, in the world. And you and I as Christians, that we have opportunity to be light. And I pray that we would do that. I pray that uh, we would give of our time. And, I'm, you know, uh, of course, it takes resources to run ministries and churches and uh, ministries that reach the the homeless, ministries that uh, reach those who have need, and um, and for churches to be able to to minister to others and families and uh, spread the gospel. But um, 
also to give of your time. And in this Christmas season, I pray that in the busyness uh, of you know shopping and uh, everything that needs to be done, and maybe you're going to be traveling, maybe you know school's going to be coming to an end, uh, projects need to be done. But in the midst of all of that, that we would seek to see how it is that we can reach out to others and that we can minister to others. And your churches are going to be announcing Christmas Eve services. We will be doing that as well. That You might invite somebody to Christmas Eve service, that they can hear the gospel and the hope of Jesus being born for a purpose, and that it was that he would go to a cross and die for our sins. Uh, that you would take the time to just maybe encourage somebody and uh, be a light to them. Um, and people need that because people are feeling discouraged or feeling hopeless. Uh, to be able to talk to a brother or sister that is really hurting, uh, to, to think, you know, I'm not just going to text them. I'm going to give them a call. Or I'm, I'm going to visit them or go out to coffee with them to see how it is that you can be a blessing um, on this Christmas season um, and because it can be a very blessed time. Uh, it's a very important time for us as Christians, but also it can be a very difficult time for those who are struggling and those who feel alone. So uh, be a blessing to others and uh, reach out to others during this Christmas season. It's been a delight being with you the last couple of days. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow at the same time. Um, hope you continue to listen, be blessed as you call in and as we pray for people. God bless you. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.